I'm Crystal Escobar. This is episode number 95. How much is too much alcohol? Welcome to the Mormon Enlightenment Podcast, hosted by Wannabe Balanced. My name is Crystal Escobar. And I'm Sean Escobar. This podcast started out as a self-help podcast for moms and has transformed into a documentation of our journey out of Mormonism. Our goal is to make it safe for others to live their authentic life, break free from social norms and limiting beliefs, and inspire others to courageously share their truth. In February 2018, Sean published a recording between him and the man who sexually abused him as a child. This man was the director of the most recent Temple Endowment video, and the story was featured on the front page of the New York Times. Sean has become a powerful advocate for victims of sexual abuse. Crystal founded the Wannabe Balance brand in 2010 and recently published her first book. Now we have decided to partner up and grow this special post-Mormon community. We want people to feel safe to follow their hearts, even if that means leaving one's lifelong religion. Not only should they feel safe to leave, they should be able to do so with their dignity intact. Okay, so I've been doing a lot of thinking about this topic because I mostly I just want to give you guys an update as far as where I'm at and in all these different stages that I've gone through in my faith transition journey since leaving the Mormon church. And as you know, I explained in the last episode that I'm about ready to close up the whole conversation around my journey out of Mormonism. I feel like I'm I'm ready to move on to just more overall personal development. So I decided at episode 100, I'm going to be going back to the Wannabe Balanced podcast, but I will always keep these episodes available for anyone who is experiencing a faith transition and I want these to be available for for everyone. Of course, I will always refer back to different experiences that I had in the church and and how it can relate to my overall personal development and my life my life's journey. So it's not like I'll, I'm never going to talk about it again, but I just decided that I'm going to finish up these last five episodes getting every last bit of what I wanted to talk about when it applies to leaving the Mormon church. And one of them has to do with alcohol. Um, Alcohol, you know, has been very exciting to be able to, to use after all these years of believing that it was like sinful and bad and all that. But I do want to just share where I'm at now with alcohol consumption. And kind of what it's been over the past two years. So first, it was really exciting. Like <laughs> like just getting your driver's license. You just want to drive the car all the time. And you're so excited that you're finally allowed and old enough and adult enough to, to have that kind of responsibility. So it just felt like I was this young teenage girl getting her driver's license and getting a new car and finally getting to drive everywhere. And it was so exciting. And um, I, I will admit that I, I think I did overindulge a bit when it came to alcohol, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't want to beat myself up too much in the beginning because I knew that it was just going to be a phase where this was just exciting. This is new. And I just wanted to 
experience it and I was allowing myself to indulge in it. But there was always this underlying fear of, oh, but am I going to be causing myself to become an alcoholic? Is this going to turn into a problem? Like, oh, I should always be, I should be aware of what's going on here. I know how addictive alcohol can be. And um, so there was always this underlying fear, um, different kinds of fear than I had in the church. Like I never drank alcohol when I was a member of the church because I thought, well, I'll probably not get to be with my family forever. And of course, I don't want to do that. But the fears shifted to, oh no, am I going to become an alcoholic? I know that it, this is the substance is highly addictive and I don't want to fall into that trap and to end up somewhere where I didn't intend on being. So I was always very much aware of it, but I did allow myself to indulge in it for a while. And then over time, I just started to, it was always this in my mind, like this is just temporary. I'm just going to indulge right now, but I'm not going to, this is not going to be part of my life the way it is right now, which, you know, to be completely honest, like we started out having clear boundaries in mind, like, okay, we're only going to drink on the weekends. And then, you know, that was like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we're like, oh, that's three days out of the week. That's a lot. But then we'd always hear people, they're like, have a glass or two of wine every night or a beer with dinner. And and so that was always like this justification, like validation that we were looking for. Like, oh, other people are doing it. Like you see it all the time in movies. Like they're always drinking with their meals or drinking every a glass of wine at night to wind down. And it, it always sounded really nice when I was Mormon. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool to just get to wind down with a glass of wine. And so I was just like, well, I'm just going to let myself do that. So I tried that for a while. I let myself have a glass or two of wine every night. Um, not for very long because I knew, I always knew that it's, it's not healthy, but I tried to tell myself that, well, wine has some health benefits, right? Like doctors recommend it sometime for heart health and <laughs> for the antioxidants and all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I would try to find the research that would back what I wanted to find, which was, val- you know, approval of drinking having a couple drinks every single day or even just one drink, you know, so it wasn't like I was always drinking two drinks, but, you know, I I just wanted to see what that was like to, to be an adult in a way like, oh, I get to, I get to drink, you know, now I get to. So I want to try all different ways of drinking. So we would drink on the weekends and I let myself drink on the weekdays, you know, then it was like, you know, (laughs) I joke about it a lot, but it would be like wine Wednesday or tips, tipsy Tuesday, thirsty Thursday, like just joking that every night of the week was basically a night to a reason to, to have a drink. I did always know in the back of my mind that this is not the lifestyle that I really want ultimately, but I'm just going to enjoy it right now. And, you know, little by little, I started to not feel so good with alcohol. You know, I started to realize, I think it was like, I felt, um, in the beginning I felt invincible, like, oh my gosh. And like telling myself, oh my gosh, I actually feel really good on alcohol. I never get hangovers. And I, I think that my body just does really well with it and (laughs) I metabolize it quickly and, and all that. And so I was just telling myself these things just so that I'd feel better about it. But I really had the desire to, amp up my overall health. You know, of course, I've always been really interested in mental health. And that's kind of what I spend the majority of my time researching is all about the brain and the the health of our brain and our bodies obviously contribute to 
our overall mental well-being. So being having a healthy body physically will definitely help in in the way we feel emotionally and mentally. So I guess like I I've been putting off this episode for so long because I didn't want to come across like self-righteous in any way like you guys should quit drinking and and all that because I haven't decided to stop drinking, but I'm I've definitely made the decision to cut way back. Um, and what, what I mean by way back, this is, this might sound like a lot still, but it's, it's way less than what I was drinking. And it's one drinking once, maybe twice a week, maybe, and only having one, maybe two drinks. And that's a big shift for me. You know, I was drinking up to five days a week. You know, I would have like an average of two, two drinks on the weekday, but on the weekend I would have three or four and sometimes five. And I just, you know, oftentimes I'd wake up the next day and feel like crap, but still tell myself, this is not a hangover. No, I don't have a headache. I'm just tired today. It's not because I drank alcohol last night. (laughs) So I would just always try to find these reasons that no, it's not the alcohol. It's not the alcohol. Um, and then I, you know, about nine months ago, I, decided to go on a plant-based diet and I was really wanting to clean up my diet at that time. And so I I did this plant-based diet. I was drinking celery juice every day, but I was still drinking wine, but I would bought like organic wine with no sulfites and, you know, gluten-free as, as clean and pure as I could find. But then I just still was not noticing any improvements in my health. And so I, I've been explaining this over on YouTube and Facebook that we've, made some substantial changes in Sean and I together and even my daughter Lily. We've all made some substantial changes to our diet over the last five weeks and um, that's when I had decided not to eat plant-based anymore because it was actually doing more harm than good. My skin just started to break out even more and as many of you know if you follow me on Instagram and, and YouTube and stuff I have struggled with acne since I pretty much hit puberty and I've always had acne and it's been this big frustration for me and I'm constantly trying to make changes with my skincare or with my diet trying to figure out what it is that's causing my acne and you know towards the end when I was plant-based I was like well maybe it's the alcohol so I really started to research more about alcohol I wanted to um talk myself into not liking alcohol anymore because I believe that, you know, my brain has pretty much created the desire for alcohol in the begin to begin with. Therefore, my brain can create the desire not to drink or to drink less. So a desire is something that we learn. And I never had the desire to drink when I was Mormon because I programmed my brain that way. I just, and it just was not anything that I ever had to think about. But then, you know, bringing alcohol into my my lifestyle, you know, it complicated things a little bit and it was causing me a lot of stress. So I just wanted to walk you through my journey and and kind of what I've decided for myself. You know, this it's just all these exciting things in the beginning, like this now I get to drink. It's this this is so fun. It's a way to relax or it's a way to celebrate. It relieves stress. It's like a party. And I always loved like having fancy glasses and a fancy drink. And so that was like all these fun things for me when it came to out drinking alcohol. But over time I just started to 
have this nagging feeling that, you know what, this is not good for you, Crystal. Like you should probably cut back or, you know, quit <laughs> even. But um, I'm not ready to quit 100% because I don't know. I'm just not ready yet. But I feel really proud and empowered to be where I'm at now, which is drinking way less than I was. And so I'm really happy about that. But um, I, I wanted to do this episode just to you know, kind of be open and authentic about the, my struggle with alcohol. And I wouldn't say, you know, I was ever an alcoholic, but I just didn't feel good about the amount that I was drinking. And I've always been really conscious of my health, but this was one thing that I kind of decided, oh, it's, it's not a big deal. You know, just, I try, I just tried to justify it. You know, drinking soda alone was something that I quit years ago. And so to quit soda, but then incorporate alcohol, it was just kind of really contradictory <laughs> when it comes to my overall health goals and the way I eat and everything. So it just was not in alignment with what my goals are and with how I really try to take care of my body. And I knew that I just was really trying to, I just really wanted to have fun with it. And I did, and I'm happy with, I'm happy with the process and, and all the things that I've learned over the last two and a half years with experimenting with alcohol. I'm really happy about getting to have it again and getting to have that choice for myself, but to learn why I don't like alcohol in a way that is much different than what the way I learned to not drink it from the church. You know, I learned to not drink it just out of obedience, but now I'm learning to not drink it because I genuinely just want to be healthy. And, you know, people might think, well, yeah, well, that's, that's great that the church has a word of wisdom that they can help keep us all um, healthy and be smart about, you know, taking care of our bodies because our body is a temple and all that. But I'm like, well, the word, the word of wisdom is actually pretty dang crappy. You know, it's great that they recommend no alcohol, but basically everything else that the word of wisdom teaches is like so outdated. And so I can't even believe that they haven't updated that. Like, let's talk about sugar consumption. Let's talk about energy drinks. Let's talk about like the fact that most people are intolerant to gluten. And in the word of wisdom, it's saying that wheat is actually good for the body, but come to find out wheat these days is not so good for the body. And it's just funny that they are not, you know, they've got all these people working for the church and, and really smart people too. And nobody's going to update that. <laughs> nobody's going to give these poor members some guidance because, you know, when I think about my mentality in the church, I was always waiting for them to tell me what to do. I was very much a letter of the law type person, you know, like if it didn't say no diet Coke in the word of wisdom, then that means we can drink it. Even though it, like in my brain, I know this is not healthy. <laughs> so it is just funny the way the mind works. And it's funny to look back on my mentality when I was in the church. But anyway, I wanted to share, you know, my thoughts on alcohol and for any of you who might be experiencing the same thing, like feeling in a way where you're out of control with your alcohol consumption. And like I said, I don't feel like I ever got to the point where I would be labeled as an alcoholic because I wasn't like drinking all day long. And I would always find these reasons why I'm like, no, I'm not an alcoholic. No, I'm not. Because I don't drink all day. I don't drink every day. And, you know, I only, I don't get wasted. I don't black out. And I rarely have 
hangovers. So those were all my justifications of why I was not an alcoholic, but I still did not like the feeling of being somewhat out of control because there were many times where I would make goals like, okay, I'm not going to have any drinks this week at all. And then I would give in and then I would feel so disempowered. And I hated that feeling like, oh my gosh. And it freaks me out, you know, like, oh my gosh, this alcohol has a hold on me and I don't like this feeling. And so I just really kind of had to um, step it up a little bit and be like, all right, this is, I'm going to take this serious now. And I need to feel like I have control over this. And so I wanted to share a few tips that has helped me be much more moderate and to even be to the point where I, I could possibly quit drinking every week if I really wanted to. But at this point, I feel very good about the amount that I'm allowing myself to have. So I see no need to and I don't feel like and also I don't feel like crap because I'm allowing myself one to two drinks per week. That's kind of my goal. And um, but these are the things that have helped me to manage it a little bit better. And my overall goal was to just feel more empowered because I don't want to feel in any way like something has control over me. And when I was giving into the urge to drink during the week when I had told myself that I'm not going to drink, that just really got me thinking and made me realize I need to take this a little bit more seriously because I shouldn't be giving into every urge that I have. So I wanted to take it more seriously and get a good handle on it. And I feel like I have. And that's why I feel ready to finally do this episode. I wrote down all these notes like two months ago. And I'm finally doing the episode because I wasn't sure if I even wanted to talk about this. But now being where I'm at and seeing the progress that I've made, I wanted to just share what I've done. Um, And it's basically just a few simple tips. Because like I said, we had already programmed our brains to not want alcohol. So it's kind of good news, right? Because now we know we can do that all over again if we really want to. We just have to find the right thoughts and beliefs that will support that. And in the church, I had the right beliefs that supported that and it was easy to do. Um, But now not having, you know, like the Mormon God hovering over me, making me feel bad if I did ever drink it's hard to find the belief or the thoughts that can help me stick with my goals. So when I think about alcohol, instead of always having this excited feeling and thinking of all the reasons why I like to drink or why I should be drinking, um, I've tried to really make a conscious effort of reminding myself why I don't like it. And that's really helped me a lot. You know, like I don't like how I feel. I don't like what it does to my skin. I don't like that I'm aging quicker because of it. I don't like that I'm doing this to my liver, like all these reasons. And just reminding myself of that has been really helpful. And I have to do it repetitively, you know, just like the church teaches us to be repetitive in order to ingrain the beliefs. They're, they're really smart, you know, they're really smart with the way they teach us how to <laughs> indoctrinate ourselves. So we have that ability to indoctrinate ourselves again, but now we get to choose how we're going to do it. So that's exciting. So I focus on my, the, what I want to believe about alcohol now, and I plan ahead of time. So I never allow myself to drink spontaneously anymore. Now I just make sure that I have a plan like this is the night I'm going to and this is how many I'm going to have and that and I just really stick with that and I don't give in 
And the more I don't give in and the more I stick with that plan, the more empowered I feel and then it, the easier it becomes. And then the, the last tip is to just take it one day at a time. And so if you were like me where you were used to having a drink during the week, like on on Wednesdays, that was like my special wine day where I was used to it. I did it almost every single week. So it was kind of like this thing, like every Wednesday I'd be like, oh, am I going to drink or not? And I would never really set like clear intentions. I would just decide that day. And then most often I'd end up drinking. So that was not an effective way <laughs> to, to drink less. Um, so anyway, I took it one day at a time. I would like make a goal that day. Like, okay, I'm not, you know, if it was Wednesday, I would be like, okay, I'm not going to have it this week. I would resist the urge when it came time at night to have that drink. And then I would get through the night and the next day I'd feel amazing and I'd be so happy with myself, so proud. And so by just taking it one day at a time, I realized how much better I feel about that, how, how much more empowered I feel instead of saying, okay, I'm not going to drink for a whole week or I'm not going to drink for a whole month. Like that just sounds so overwhelming and it was stressful when I would try to do that, make those types of goals. It was just too much. <laughs> so I you know, started just making one day goal and just being proud of myself that I made it that one day that I usually drink and then I didn't. And I, I was so proud of myself. And then it gives you the evidence that you can do it again. So those are my few tips. And then, um, also like I was mentioning that Sean and I have made some major changes in our diet over the past five weeks. Sean's posted a picture, some pictures. I've posted some pictures of, you know, our, our, the changes in our body and the changes in my skin. And we definitely want to share what we've been doing. So if any of you want to know exactly what we're eating every day, exactly the things that we've eliminated from our diet and, um, why, then you can join us. Well, by the time you listen to this, the, the live version will probably be over, but I'm going to put a link in the description of this episode. If you'd like to receive that video, we were planning to do a live zoom tonight, but we're going to record it. So if you want to watch that video, then put your email in the link in the description of this podcast episode and you will automatically receive the video that we that we plan to record tonight and make it available to anyone who is interested in knowing exactly what we've done that has made such huge changes and for me my skin clearing up has been like the most exciting thing for me because I have had uh, I've just struggled with it for so many years and it's just exciting to finally see some improvements with my skin. I'm just really, really happy about that. So anyway, that's what we're up to. And I have, like I said, I have five more episodes left that I want to dedicate to post-Mormon world and leaving the Mormon church. If there are any of you who would like to be on the podcast, then email me and I'd be happy to discuss some ideas with you, some you know topics that you might want to cover or a part of your story that you feel might be very helpful for, for others in the Mormon Enlightenment community. Um, let me know, email me and we can discuss uh, 
possibility of having you on the podcast before I close out the Mormon enlightenment season of this podcast ending at episode 100. Well, 99, because episode 100 will be officially back to Want to Be Balanced podcast. So thank you guys so much for coming along with me on this journey. I've really felt so much support and I've appreciated the friendships that I've made in this community and through this whole process of sharing our journey. So I just wanted to thank you guys again. And for all the reviews, you guys are amazing. And I really, really appreciate all your support. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Wannabe Balanced podcast. Get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.